Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Would you be the jerk for moving into a new neighborhood and fencing in your house? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my sister she's no longer the it girl? So I, 25-year-old female, have a sister, 30-year-old female. We're from a small town where everybody knows each other. When we were younger, she was the it girl of our town. She was really pretty, social, well-liked by everyone in general. I was the opposite. I looked like Dobby from Harry Potter. I was extremely skinny, had crooked teeth, frizzy hair, and a huge nose. Really grotesque to look at in general. When people saw us together, they would get really surprised. They would often ask us whether we had the same dad or not. On top of that, I always felt like my sister was ashamed of me. She never wanted to take me anywhere or wouldn't like being seen with me. She even told me it's because people ask her questions about me. The thing that really annoyed me was when her friends would make fun of me. They would often call me the little goblin and my sister never stuck out for me. Anyways, since I knew from a young age people wouldn't like me for my looks, I always worked on my grades. I went to a good university, then I worked on my looks, I gained weight, got a hair care routine, got a nose job and braces. Now I look 7 out of 10. My sister's life on the other hand didn't go as well. She went to university, dropped out, got married and got divorced and moved back at home and works in a market. She also gained a lot of weight because of stress. This summer, she called me asking whether she could come stay with me and my fiancé for a while. She told me she cannot live with my mom anymore, and there's nothing to do out in our small town. I agreed and she started living with us. The issue is, whenever she gets the chance, she talks about our past. She says how much I changed myself and tells everyone my looks weren't always great. The other day, we were out with my friends and she did that again. But she also showed the most unflattering childhood picture of me and people started laughing. I don't know what happened, but I started seeing red. I told her she also looks really different now, like 40 pounds heavier. She's also no longer the it girl, so she should stop acting that way. She's the girl who lives in her sister's house rent-free and tries to embarrass her. We're currently not talking, so Reddit, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here, I don't think they were out of line, and considering all the help and assistance they're giving their sister... It's really low of her to go around saying these passive-aggressive comments and trying to make fun of OP and share these pictures that OP must know they would not want shared around like that. I mean, considering all of that, they were begging for some kind of retaliation, and it's certainly not like OP harmed them. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting my wife to not tell her family about our financial situation? I recently found out I'll be inheriting some properties and a significant amount of money. I told my wife, but made it clear that this is only between us and she's not to tell anyone, especially her big mouth sister. I don't want anyone to know about this inheritance, invest almost all of the money, hire a property management company, and intend to keep our current lifestyle. Last night at dinner with her parents and siblings, her father congratulated me on my impending windfall, and my brother-in-law pulled me aside to ask about the houses I'll be receiving. He and his wife, my wife's big mouth sister, have been saving for a house but haven't saved enough yet, and their credit scores are low. 
I was very angry with my wife the entire night, but I kept it in check. On the drive home, I yelled at her. I admit it wasn't my finest hour, but she did the exact thing I told her not to do. She argued that my secrecy demand was not right and that she had the right and duty to tell her family about our financial situation because it's also her financial situation. We argued for hours, so when I finally had enough, I told her she can't be trusted to keep our secrets and that I'm not telling her anything else about the inheritance from this minute on. I said that in the heat of the moment, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense. She tells her sister everything and whatever her sister knows, everyone knows. I don't want the entire city to know what's going on with our bank account. We're due to meet our attorney and later a financial advisor next week, but I think I'll change that appointment to just me. Just to be clear, she's free to discuss anything with her family. I've only had two topics she's not allowed to talk about, my health and our finances. I don't think OP's the jerk here, especially because it's OP's inheritance. This isn't specifically a marital asset, and if anything, maybe OP should go out of their way to try to make sure that they retain sole ownership of that before it does become a marital asset. And I think what OP made here is a more than fair request because look at what happened literally the first moment it got out there. All of a sudden, you have them in your ear saying, hey, listen, you know, we've been trying to get a new house here and basically hinting at, hey, a money infusion would help us a lot, Mr. Moneybags. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my niece eat leftovers while others had pizza? My 39-year-old male, sister-in-law, 31-year-old female, had her bachelorette party on Saturday. I volunteered to babysit her daughter Tammy, fake name, 9-year-old female, and my wife's cousin's kids, 9-year-old male and 7-year-old female, at my place, while my wife, 37-year-old female, her sister, and their cousin went to the party. Also present were my own kids, 11-year-old male, 7-year-old female, and 2-year-old female. For dinner, we decided to have pizza. I made the order through an app. Now, I still don't really get what happened, but the order was taking forever, and I was unable to contact the delivery guy. The pizza place wasn't helping either. After waiting for 90 minutes, I decided to cancel the order and pick a different restaurant. The reason I'd waited so long to cancel was because this was both my daughter's and Tammy's favorite pizza place. I managed to get my daughter to support the new restaurant by telling her they put ketchup on the pizza. Don't kill me but Tammy was insistent in the first one. She had a crying fit while we were placing the new order. Even after she calmed down, she was still grumpy and short with the rest of us. At first, me and the kids made efforts to cheer her up, but then she started telling us to shut up or leave her alone whenever we tried. Throughout the wait, I reminded Tammy and the other kids that if they didn't behave, they wouldn't eat the pizza. She still complained about the new restaurant multiple times. When the pizza finally arrived, Tammy opened the box and said, I'm not eating that crap. She said that in front of the younger three. At that, I put the leftover chicken pasta in the microwave and told her that was her dinner. She started crying, saying she wanted the pizza and would behave herself, but I held my ground. Tammy didn't eat any of the pizza, but all the others did. My sister-in-law is calling me unfair and cruel for forcing Tammy to have leftovers while the other kids ate pizza. She's also accusing me of favoring my wife's cousin's kids and my own and insisting there were better punishments that didn't involve excluding Tammy. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. My wife's completely on my side, her cousin's on the fence. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk because, first of all, their behavior is inexcusable as a nine-year-old. I'm surprised they even acted that way to begin with. Secondly, OP didn't let them go hungry. They were fed one way or another, bad behavior permitting. If OP didn't give them any food at all, then yeah, I would absolutely say OP was the jerk and agree with the sibling. But that's not what happened here. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing a wedding invitation before even receiving it by way of refusing to give my address and explaining I am not her friend? Sarah has been a friend of my husband's family for years, although she was closer to my sister-in-law Janine rather than us. Over the last 10 years, my husband's family has had issues, and we don't spend much time together as a unit anymore, we've splintered off into subgroups. We see certain people all the time and are close but there are others we don't see at all. Sarah is one of them. Sarah sent me a message randomly asking for my address. I asked what for. She said, my wedding, unless you don't want to come. I assumed she was doing a first draft of a guest list and was feeling out who would be interested in attending, so I responded, yes, after talking to my husband, as such. Congrats. However, we politely decline all wedding or big event invitations these days. Save the invite for someone who will enjoy it with you. Wish you the best. I said this bit because it's true. We made a rule a few years ago to call our social circle and only attend big events of people we consider friends. I also thought by telling her this, she wouldn't take it personally and she would associate our decline as an us problem. Because it is. She did not. She said, really? Oh, really? What the freak is wrong with you? I thought about not responding, but believe ghosting and poor communication is a huge issue today. I said, listen, we have boundaries concerning the people we keep in our lives, and we don't like to attend big, intimate events of people we haven't seen in years. It takes a friend to get a friend. You know what I mean? At our age, we cannot be prioritizing the cost of being wedding guests for someone we barely know. If you would have bothered to keep in touch over the years, we would have loved to attend. The door is always open to reconnect, just not for a wedding. They reply, the door swings both ways. I reply, it does, and if I ever open it to you, it'll be for a coffee or a night out or a game night, not a wedding. You're going to want people close to you around you that day, not us. Weddings don't interest us at our age. Save my invite for a coffee or something first, and we can see where it goes. Then she blocked me and called my sister-in-law, bawling her eyes out. My sister-in-law, who we don't even talk to much, started screaming at my husband, saying I was rude and that we're family and Sarah came to our wedding 10 years ago. 
She did, but as a guest on his side when she was close to them. But god dang, things have changed in a decade. Here's where I might be the jerk. I could have kept these words to myself, but friendship dynamic is an issue I'm very passionate about. I believe we as people need to be better at being consistent friends and stop the entitlement over each other. No one owes you friendship. Stop inviting me to your highlight reel or when you get bored and lonely. I can't just be a friend on your birthday and wedding. I'm sure there's plenty of other bodies she can fill up the reception with. I just don't want to be one and I want to make a point. So does making my point also make me a jerk? I think the conflicting thing here is it probably would have just been better off for OP to just say no, we don't have plans to. On a personal level, I don't really agree with OP's mindset as far as friends and weddings go. I think you can be great friends with somebody that you don't really talk to or you only see a few times a year. I think where OP truly messed up is the line, save the invite for someone who will enjoy it with you. OP can say their intention is anything, but that line is like a febrezed version of, hey, find someone else, we don't really give a freak. All around, just RSVPing no probably would have been the easiest thing. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister's husband he's not welcome in my home? I'm 30-year-old female, very close to my sister, 32-year-old female, and have hated how badly her marriage has become. My sister got married four years ago. Her husband was a widower with three young children, 8, 9, and 11, when they got married. At first, I really liked my sister's husband, and I felt like they made a very good couple. She confided in me a couple of years ago that things weren't as great as they appeared to be on the outside. The kids would say awful things to her and her husband's family, and his late wife's family would make her feel like the mistress instead of his wife. We talked about this a lot, and I encouraged her to speak to her husband and to a therapist and to look for help. She brushed off the suggestions and stated she didn't want to rock the boat too much. We started hanging out a lot more, and I did my best to observe everything happening. Over time, it became super clear that the issues ran deeper than even she realized. Yes, the kids would say awful things to her about not being good enough, would make fun of the way she talks, she has a stutter, and would compare her in a negative light compared to their mom. Yes, her husband's family treated her like she was his mistress, and they had no respect or care for her at all, and her husband's in-laws were very clearly bitter she was in their grandkids' lives instead of their daughter, and they acted like it was her fault their daughter was gone. But her husband was always in hearing distance and would laugh. He would make his own comments about how annoying she could be. He didn't compare her to his late wife or bring up his late wife when he was speaking badly about my sister, but he was doing his own crap. In April of last year, my sister finally started seeing a therapist. She's now almost at the stage where she thinks she'll leave soon. She still freezes when she thinks about it, but even her therapist thinks she's coming along amazingly. She even has her exit plan and money ready to help her when she's out. My sister told me I don't have to hold back anymore if her husband annoys me. Saturday, my sister's husband showed up. I was having a small family dinner and he showed up a few hours after my sister got here and tried to get himself into my house. I refused to let him in and he told me if it's a family dinner, he and the kids should be there. But since they were with their aunt that day, he was there. I told him he's not welcome. I told him I will not allow someone into my home who treats my sister so disrespectfully and who allows his family, including his children, to be so cruel to my sister. He tried to kick up a fuss and complained that I brought up his kids. I told him I put the kids' attitude on him 100% because they'd been made to feel it's okay by him never correcting them. He tried to yell his way in, but I stood firm. 
Afterward, my mom said I never should have interfered and it's not our place to deny him entry when they're still technically together. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. I understand that the mom is trying to save everything and keep the peace. Maybe OP should have told the sister in advance the husband would be denied access. Bottom line though, it's OP's home. They have the final say on who can get in and who can't. And I think OP's reasons for not wanting them in, totally valid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for calling myself fat in front of my bigger roommate? Hello, I, 27-year-old female, got into a fight with my roommate, 24-year-old female, and I'm not sure if I'm in the wrong here. Two weeks ago, I decided to cut back on jo- Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Junk food slash fast food and to start losing weight. It became a habit of ours for her to invite friends over on Saturdays and order pizza. For the second week in a row, I said no when she asked why. I keep things to myself for the most part so she wasn't aware of it, so I told her that I was trying to lose weight and get healthy. She said I was skinny and didn't need to lose weight. I said I was fat and owning up to that. Then she got mad, looked like she was about to cry, and asked, what am I then? I just told her that her body is her prerogative and not mine to comment on, and that if she was happy with herself, that's all that mattered. Generic response really, but I didn't know what to say. I didn't mean to offend anyone or attack her size. I don't care what other people do with their bodies or judge anyone on their size. I'd understand her annoyance and offense to what I said if I were actually skinny and calling myself fat in front of her, but I'm not. Part of me losing weight to me is owning up to size and not sugarcoating it with words like chubby or plus-sized. I weigh 152 pounds at only 5'3", for reference. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. Clearly, there's just a lot of insecurity going on here. OP's solely talking about themselves and what they want to do for themselves. It wasn't a commentary on anybody else. No judgment being shared here. OP's totally in the clear. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not paying the whole cost of a vacation I was invited to go on? Over Christmas break, I, 17-year-old female, was invited to go on a vacation with my friend Jane, 17-year-old female, and her family. Overall, the trip went well. There were five of us total and we drove to a city about two hours away and stayed in an Airbnb for five nights. During the trip, we participated in some activities, rock climbing, horseback riding, and a biking tour. We also went hiking. However, the night we got back, I was surprised to see a Venmo request for $600 from Jane for my portion of the trip. I couldn't imagine the activities being this expensive, so I asked for a cost breakdown. In response, Jane and her mom emailed me a spreadsheet of all costs, which included the trip activities, $40 each, and charges for gas, $50 total, groceries, $60 total, my restaurant meals, $70 total, and what appears to be part of the Airbnb cost, $60 per night. In all honesty, I thought charging me for groceries, gas, and the Airbnb was excessive, so I asked Jane if it would be possible for her mom to take out those costs. My rationale was that they were going to stay in the Airbnb and travel there regardless if I came or not. I shared a bed with Jane, so it's not like I took up significant extra space. 
I also don't have a lot of money saved up since I'm still in high school. Jane's mom said I would need to contribute and pay the full price. Here is where I may be the jerk. I decided to be petty and only sent $500, as I couldn't justify the costs for gas and groceries. Unfortunately, this has strained my relationship with Jane, and we've not hung out since. She thinks I'm the jerk for not paying the full amount and questioning her family on costs. She said that I embarrassed her and her mom. Am I the jerk for not paying the full cost of the vacation? I don't think OP's the jerk, especially when it's not discussed beforehand. Something like this, if they're going to send you a bill, especially one that seems so itemized, it should be something that you are aware of and agree to before it ever even got to that point. Our next story is, am I the jerk for letting my daughter sit apart from me with strangers at a wedding? My nephew recently got married, and my daughter, seven, and I went. She was seated at a different table from me with her cousins, who were all late teens and older, and some of the bride's cousins. Our tables were close to each other so I could keep an eye on her, but she's very well behaved and has good self-management, so I wasn't concerned. My daughter is very proud of herself for getting to sit at the cousin's table and has been telling anyone who will listen about how she got to sit with the big kids apart from me. She feels very independent. She told her dad at his visitation and now he's upset at me for letting her sit at a table apart from me when there were people I didn't know at the table. He thinks they could have been inappropriate and I never would have known and it was unfair to expect her cousins to make sure that didn't happen. I think it was fine because she doesn't need to be managed and her cousins were there in case of emergency and I was only 15 feet away. Am I the jerk? I mean, I suppose it depends considering how close she is with her cousins, but ultimately I wouldn't call OP the jerk, especially as long as they kept their eye on them the whole time. As long as OP's keeping an eye on them, I don't think there was anything wrong with that, and I think it's adorable that they were so proud they got to sit with the big kids. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to help my mom after she didn't buy me food? I'm 16-year-old female, and I live with my brother, 17-year-old male, along with our parents. Since I'm an artist, my mom asked me to paint something for a project she's working on. At first, I was hesitant, and originally not going to do it since I don't make art for free. But she was being very persistent, so I agreed to help just to get her to stop asking. Today, she went to drop off some library books and asked me to go with her. She told my brother, 17-year-old male, that she was going to stop to get some lunch and asked him what he wanted. He said he wasn't very hungry and not to get him anything. She never asked me what I wanted, but I assumed since I was going with her, she would ask me once we got there. We dropped off the books and she started making her way home. I asked her if we were still getting lunch and she said, no, your brother isn't hungry. I said, well, I'm hungry, I haven't eaten today and there's no food at the house. And I'm not exaggerating, we are out of food because my parents need to go grocery shopping. My mom said she'd do it tomorrow, so we won't have anything to eat until then. If we had ingredients, I would just make something, but we don't even have enough stuff to make a homemade meal. She called my brother and once again asked him what he wanted to eat. He said, I'm not that hungry, just get me something small. She never asked me what I wanted. We pull into the drive-thru and she still didn't bother to ask me what I wanted to eat. She orders what my brother asked for and something for herself. Then without asking me if I wanted anything or giving me enough time to spit out my order, she said, that'll be everything, then drove through the line. I was shocked and really upset, but what really irks me is she seemed completely oblivious to what she did. She was just like, you didn't want anything, did you? After we got the food. Of course I wanted something. 
I told you before we pulled in that I was hungry and didn't eat anything today. She wasn't even going to get food and she was going to drive straight home until I said something. Then she had the audacity to tell me that I need to work on her stupid project when we get home. I'm really fed up that she keeps demanding I do this for her without even offering me compensation or at the very least getting me something to eat so I'm not working on an empty stomach. When we got home, I told her she can do it herself and that I won't be helping her with it. She called me rude and entitled and maybe I am, but I feel disrespected and I won't take that from my own mother. So am I the jerk? We can all pretty much agree here that OP's not the jerk, right? Their mom is utterly failing at their one responsibility, which is keep your kid alive. You've got to feed your kid. And I'll tell you what, when I was 16 years old, a good way to get me on board with helping you with a chore that you didn't want to do as a parent, just offer to get me one of my favorite meals. You offer that and I'm going to be on board for them to say, oh, I want you to do this and you're going to do this for me and not offer any kind of compensation, even as simple as food. I feel for OP. If this is a repetitive thing, OP should honestly be reaching out for help. There's no way that they should be going without food or groceries for days. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my stepdaughter to have a bedroom all for herself? I was previously married and have a 12-year-old daughter, and so is my current husband, who was also previously married and has a daughter who's 22. The house we currently live in is a two-bedroom house, one for me and my husband, while the other one was for my 12-year-old daughter, while my stepdaughter moved out even before I got married to her dad. We're planning on getting a bigger house, and we're in the process of owning one, but it might happen by December, so we still got basically a year and that's what we have. As I said, my stepdaughter, she lives on her own and works. Let's call her Dana. Dana recently got fired from her job and was unable to pay rent for her own place and asked if she could move in with us. We obviously agreed. However, problems started when she learned that she'll have to share a room with her younger sister, who's 12. She said that she can't handle that and wants her full privacy. I told her I understand the complications of the situation, but I cannot have my daughter move out of the room because where is she going? We have an extra fold bed that we open at night in the living room, just in case someone will sleep over. She said that she could have her sleep on that bed. I told her the problem here is that she needs her own space. A folding bed in the living room is not a space, especially we can only open it at night by moving the furniture. Also her wardrobe and all that stuff, like it is way more complicated than just sleeping area. She also has a problem with the fact that my daughter won't remove her clothes from the wardrobe. I told Dana that I can get her an extra wardrobe. Yeah, it won't be as big as the current wardrobe, but I'll make sure it's big enough, even if I had to get her two, not just one. She told me my daughter should be moving her stuff in those wardrobes while she takes the main one. I told her that's not happening, she's already been having her stuff in there. Overall, she is not compromising at all and making unreasonable demands. Though my husband asked if we move the folded bed into our room, but I told him we don't have a space in the room for the bed to unfold. He then suggested what Dana said for her to sleep in the living room, and I refused. I told my husband I get it is a ridiculous situation, but I can't have my daughter's life flip upside down just because Dana wants privacy. Sharing a room would be as hard on my daughter as it'll be for Dana, so either all of us compromise or Dana finds another solution, because I find it very selfish that she wants a teenager to change just so she can be comfortable. And I'm not differentiating between them, but logically Dana has the ability to search other options. She's not forced to share a room, but my daughter will end up being forced to share a room if Dana comes. 
I really don't think OP's the jerk here, and I honestly thank them on behalf of their kid for being so fixed on the subject. This is a situation where you're opening your home to Dana, and she needs to be appreciative of that fact and try to work with you, especially knowing that she's moving into the sister's room. This isn't something that she has claim over and can just kick somebody out. I agree with everything OP did. Our next story is, am I the jerk for moving in and screwing up the neighborhood by fencing and closing my property? This started over the summer, is continuing, so sourcing some insight. I don't need legal advice, I have an attorney. I purchased an estate property. By the time the owners passed, they hadn't lived on site for almost a decade. The property is wooded with lake access from the back of the lot and was overgrown. Because of the woods and the distance between lots, I didn't expect to see my neighbors, but at first I had people stopping by, telling me how great it was I was cleaning up and renovating the property. I work from home, so it was nice to meet the people living nearby. So, all fine, until the last steps. Pouring a concrete pad for my van and finishing the fencing. I hadn't moved in yet, but once the extra driveway and pad were added, I parked my van. When I returned for the final move-in, there was a massive gouge down the length of it, as if someone had squeezed another vehicle by or dragged something else large by it. Anyway, moved myself and my dog in, and because of the dog and the incident with the van, I closed my gates. In doing so, I closed access to the lake through my property. I learned immediately the neighbors have been using my driveway to get to the water for a while, as the old owners were either never here or didn't care. I started getting notes and knocks on the door about the problem I caused. I don't mind the occasional neighborhood kid knocking, but this was non-stop. Three to four groups a day, and they were not always polite. I was asked to move my van and vehicles so people could back boats down the drive. I'm now assuming that's how my van got gouged. I explained the dog and reasons for having a fence, but have been met with criticism that I'm changing how things have always worked around here. Last straw was people opening the gate on their own and then getting upset my dog was loose. I acted by putting up a no trespassing sign, a sign indicating a dog on site, cameras, locks, and an intercom by my door so when people ring I can tell them I'm working and not have to come to the door. Even though the summer season is over, I'm still getting notes and voicemails telling me that access to the lake is grandfathered in, as the previous owners allowed it and it's been going on forever. These are coming from two houses, a woman in her 50s and a couple about the same age, who claim they represent the homeowners association, although when I purchased there wasn't a single thing about neighborhood covenants or an actual organized homeowners association. Sometimes the communication takes on a more formal approach, other times it's informing me how bad of a person I am for ruining the neighborhood. My attorney assures me this neighbor-proclaimed easement is absolutely not a thing. He's done the legwork. But these are people I'll presumably be living nearby for a long time, and I'd prefer to be cordial. Am I the jerk for changing up the neighborhood vibe? I mean, I think almost anybody would understand. You go from living in a place where you have that lake access to all of a sudden it gets sold, somebody else moves in and they throw up a fence and they say, beat it, don't show up here anymore. It sucks, but at the same time, it's literally OP's property and they have every right to do what they want with it and all the neighbors just have to accept that one way or another. Either OP backs down, lays down and allows them to just trample and go into their yard whenever they want or they continue asserting what's theirs. And surely, OP's fence doesn't block off the entire access to the lake. 
it might just block off the most convenient and close spot. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.